Okay, today the key word is intentional. We are going to be talking about having an intentional summer, whether you're a mom or whether your kids are way out of the way, out of the house, no matter where you are in your journey, or if you're single and you're young and you're just starting out, doesn't matter. The point is you can get something from this episode as we talk about living with intentionality this summer. And I'm going to issue you a hashtag intertwined life summer challenge. Stick around. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, cause he's got you. Okay, hi friends. Um, most of the time when I start the summer, I put out a blog post where I really focus on slowing down and doing less and enjoying the summer by not doing so much. I do pray that we can all take whatever our situation is and wherever we have been over the last couple months and just give it to the Lord. Just give it to Him. It's His anyway. And if we try to hold on to these things, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to try to hold on and try to control. And then those things that we try to control begin to control us. I want you to hear that again. The things that we try to control will ultimately begin to control us. If we will take all the concerns, just like we're told in 1 Peter, cast your cares on the Lord for He cares for you. If we will just take that stuff, throw it at his feet, the Amplified Version says, once and for all. You know, sometimes we take our concerns and we put them at Christ's feet and we say, okay, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And then when we say amen, we pick those back up. Like we we take our toys and head back home. And we don't necessarily leave any lighter. And sometimes I think that we can set aside our time to be with the Lord And then we don't understand why it's not working. We don't understand why we don't walk away feeling more peace and more contentment. And I think it's because we don't fully release those things into his hands. We don't fully realize that control is such an illusion, right? There, We don't have control. We really don't. But if we can rest in the fact that, one, God is in control, and two, he is love and he loves us and he works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. And sometimes we hear that verse so much, we don't stop and think about it, but it's so true, right? If we can just get down in our souls and in our beings, the truth of the character of God, then we can rest in that confidence that we can cast our cares and our issues and our worries at his feet and leave them there and then know he's got this. He's got this. And like Christ said, who of us by worrying can add an inch to our height or a moment to our lives? But yet we've got a God who clothes the flowers of the field that bloom today and are gone tomorrow. I've got flowers on my back porch that every morning they have these beautiful purple flowers and every evening they fall off. But then every morning there's new ones. And he does that. 
You know, he does that and he cares about that stuff. And so how much more does he care about us who are made in his image? He breathed life into the body of Adam and into man. He created us from dust and we are made in the image of an almighty God. How much more is he crazy about us? Zephaniah 3.17 says that he rejoices over us with singing. And if you look back into the original um, Hebrew that that was written in, the word that's used there actually means that he spins around with excitement about how much he loves us. How crazy is that? That's the God of the universe. And sometimes we just forget. We get so wrapped up in our world and our day and the things that are going on. And it's so easy. Oh my goodness. This is the thing I struggle with the most. I always say my mess is my message. I'm very, very serious about that. Everything I share, everything I talk about, it's all because I've spent so much time with the Lord crying out to him and such a mess, literally on the floor half the time in the bathroom or in the garage. Just like, God, I'm a mess, you know, but it's because he puts these things in on my heart and in my mind and speaks to me out of his word that I'm like, somebody else can use this stuff. So we have to give those things to him and leave those with him. And the only way that this is going to go from your head to your heart and the only way that what you're going to, going to hear me saying is actually going to take root for you personally is if you are spending that time with the Lord intentionally. And intentional is our is our key word for this episode for this summer T- intentional. We can't just float through life, just go to church on Sundays, listen to a podcast every once in a while and hope it just sinks in. And the fact is, if you're like me, you're multitasking almost all of the time and yet never feeling like you're getting anything done. You're just exhausted. If that is you, you know, tag me on social media, (laughs) do something at Jenny Zentz on Facebook or Instagram and just, yes, yes, multitasking is not working, right? It's not working because it's just constantly distracting us. But if you really want to have your roots deep and your confidence deep in who God is, it doesn't mean not having any problems. It means knowing the one who has the answers, right? It's turning to him. It's in the midst of our problems and our struggles, being able to still feel and hear that still small voice inside saying, I got this and I love you. And that is God. So we've got to spend our time in the word. We've got to spend your own time reading the Bible regularly. Don't worry if you feel like it doesn't make sense to you. Just get into the Bible. It will get into you. Hebrews tells us that it is alive and it is active. God tells us in Isaiah that the word that he sends out will not return void, but it will accomplish what he sends it out to do. So if you just take those promises and you say, okay, God, I'm clinging to this promise. Your word says it. So I believe it's going to happen. So here I am. Just take him at his word and spend time. Be intentional. And then the more we know what's in the word of God, the more that that word planted in our hearts begins to overwhelm us, right? With goodness, it begins to infiltrate all parts of our lives. And that's why this is the Intertwined Life podcast. And that is why we are going to talk about intentionality and why we are going to have a challenge for the summer, the Intentional Life Challenge. So here's what I want you to do. We can't just read it and hear it. We've got to put it 
around, we need to submerge, okay? So when I was studying Spanish in college, and si yo hablo español un poquito, um, I used to speak it a lot, <laughs> pero mucho, hace muchos años, many, many years ago, because what happened was I just haven't used it in a long time and I haven't practiced it a lot. But when I was in college and I was studying it, I had studied it for several years, but then I did a study abroad for three months. And in three months of being immersed, I lived with a family. I All my classes were in Spanish. All my home life was in Spanish. It was incredible. Like my language skills just like catapulted, right? Because I was immersed. I was surrounded. I was marinating in the language. When I got there, I was like, deer in the headlights could hardly speak to anybody. And I was so nervous all the time. It was like, que, 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 which means what, what? I was constantly asking that and asking people to slow down. I had no idea what was going on. And when I left, I could speak in Spanish the way I speak in English, like really fast. But that's just it. Even when it doesn't make sense. Okay. I want you to hear this. When I got there, and I moved into this home with this family and who they spoke nothing but Spanish. And despite having been in classes, despite having been in church, right, and hearing it for a few hours every week and maybe studying just enough, it didn't prepare me for being totally immersed in it. And when I got immersed in it and I was surrounded by it, I might as well have had pretty much no classes. I felt like I didn't have a clue what was going on. But when I immersed myself in the midst of something that didn't really make sense, that I really didn't fully understand, like if you sit down and you get into the word of God, even if you're not fully gleaning everything, the more I was marinating in the language of Spanish, the more I was surrounded by it, the more it became a very normal part of my everyday life, the more I began to understand the more I began to speak, the more I began to use that language. And if we will sit in the word of God, throw all excuses to the curb, sit there, marinate in it, surround yourself by it, it will become a more powerful tool. It will become deeply ingrained in who you are. Because like I said, it is alive and it is active. And Jesus promised us, I love to talk about this, that the Holy Spirit would remind us of things that he had taught us, but the Holy Spirit cannot remind us of things we have not given mind to, right? So get in the word, get it down deep in your heart, spend time there and trust God to bring it into fruition in your life. So here's how we're going to do this. One of my favorite things to do is get note cards and put them around my house. So three by five note cards, posted notes, sticky notes. I don't care what you use. You can also use a dry erase marker on your mirrors. And that is awesome. It wipes right off. It's so easy to do. And my kids love doing this because if you give your kid a marker and tell them they can write on their bathroom mirror, I mean, that's like saying you can write on the wall, right? It's like, woohoo, so exciting. So they love doing this. And there's so much power in this. So I want to encourage you, even if you just find one verse to start with, which is probably best, one to three verses. I wouldn't start with much more than that because then it becomes overload, right? Get some note cards, sit with the Lord. I will give you links. If you click on the show notes, I have every single verse 
the show notes of every episode will link you to a post on jennyzents.com slash podcast. And that specific episode, I will have the scripture references for every single verse I mention. Even if I don't say the reference when I'm doing this, I go back and I listen later and I'm like, oh, I mentioned this and I know that that's found in first Peter. So I'm going to link to that. So every single scripture that is mentioned or alluded to in every single episode is linked to Bible Gateway on my website. Click on the show notes. It'll take you there and you'll see every one of them. Just pick one to three of those scripture, right? Just pick one and write it on a note card. I would encourage you to write it on several note cards and then place these note cards strategically around your home where you will see them several times a day. So for example, let me look this one up really quickly. The one that our church is actually talking about right now for this week is Malachi. I believe it is, I'm sorry, not Malachi, Micah 6, 8. So Micah 6, 8 in the Amplified Classic version says, He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly and to love kindness and mercy and to humble yourself and walk humbly with your God? That's the one we're using, our family, right now. Take a verse. Take a few verses. And, you know, if you're struggling with anger, don't look for verses on prosperity, right? Choose what on your heart you're feeling convicted of or you're feeling that is an area you're struggling in or an area you need or want to grow in. Is it your marriage? Is it your parenting? Whatever that is. Is it showing love? Is it being kind? Is it controlling your temper? Is it anxiety? There are verses for all of those things. I mean, you can literally plug into Google, right? Bible verses on anxiety and get some stuff. There are ways to do this. There are, it's so easy now. So I want you to sit for a moment and just open your heart to the Lord. Just like, Lord, speak to my heart. Show me, lead me to a verse. Show me what you want me working on right now. Um, email me, Jenny at JennyZents.com. Tell me what verse you need. Tag me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at JennyZents. Reach out to me. Direct message me. Whatever it is. I even do regular posts on my social media with the hashtag, there's a verse for that, with different topics. So let me know what you need and we'll find it together. But it's there. Okay, I promise it's there. The Bible is so practical for our everyday lives. So find something that speaks to you right now where you are. Write it on at least three note cards or pieces of paper, or you can also include dry erase marker on your bathroom mirror. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it next to your coffee pot. Put it where you keep your keys. You know, find a few places that you will see it several times a day. And every time you see it, read it, preferably out loud. And I promised you, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have a verse that you are seeing and hearing when you speak three to five times every day, you will accidentally memorize it. Okay. It will accidentally show up. How many verses to random songs can we sing? Okay. I've just, we live, <laughs> our neighborhood is right off of A1A. And when I say that, most of you just went beachfront highway, right? <laughs> the vanilla ice, okay? So many of us know that. I think my husband can sing every single line of that. 
It's just so funny because those things stick in our mind. And yet when it comes to scripture, we say, oh, I, I can't memorize scripture. Just hear it, see it, speak it, write it, whatever, over and over again. And it will get down inside of you. And then when you're going about your daily life, something will come up and all of a sudden that scripture will come up, right? There is a scripture in Psalms, I'm sorry, Proverbs, where it talks about, no, maybe it is Psalms. I'll have to write it down. I think it's Psalm, where it says that God gives us the power to keep ourselves calm. Okay, that's very powerful. And I've used that with my son because he's had moments where he just wants to explode inside. How many of us have those moments? I think we're all in different places, but that's a huge one for me. So I really discovered that verse to use for myself and then was able to share it with him. But the fact is then, because I know that scripture when I'm doing something and I feel like I'm just about to explode, that verse will come up. He gives me the power to keep myself calm. I don't have to bow down to my feelings. The feelings aren't wrong. We cannot help the feelings we get, but we can decide what we do with those feelings. And we don't have to let them control us because we have the same power that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of us. And we can use that power, which has already broken every chain to tear down those strongholds in our life and to rise above and be more than conquerors. I just spewed about five or six Bible verses in that sentence. Okay. I'm telling you, it's there. It's there. It's there. So again, hit these show notes up and I'll have all of those scripture verses linked and you will find those, whichever one maybe jumped out at you, but go find your own. You can do this. Put it several places. Do this for your family, okay? Don't just do this for you. Do it for your kids. Your kids need to be grounded in the word, but not just preached to, which is my natural inclination and uh, that doesn't always go so well. I learned that the hard way many times over and over and over in my life. And yet I still keep learning that lesson, but just surrounding our kids with the word of God, just letting the word of God do its work. I think that is, that's a key right there. I try to speak, 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 and preach, 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 and teach, 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 teach. But let the word of God do its work. If we will step back and just just share Bible verses with our kids, find verses that maybe they're struggling with at the moment, and trust that the word of God is alive and active and it will make a difference. And if it's planted in their hearts, especially if they have already made the decision to accept Christ as their Savior, or if they're so young that they haven't come to that what we call the age of accountability yet, that age where they really can make that decision. They've got that. They've got that natural inclination. We need to just give them these tools to tap into that. And if the word of God is planted in their hearts, when they need it, it will come back and God will do that work for us. And that's a much better place to parent from. And I have not been doing as good of a job lately. Intentional is also something I want to be sure that I'm implanting, reinserting into my parenting over this summer. I feel like I've kind of gone off on this track where I've been letting things just kind of happen. And I have what some people refer to as shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I start working on this and, oh, I see that. And, oh, I see this, you know, like the Disney, oh, squirrel, right? And 
I need to get more intentional with my time, but I need to be back to being more intentional with my parenting. And let's say if you can't, don't know where to start with being intentional with your parenting, every morning, God, I give you these kiddos. Thank you for them and help me to give them what they need. Use me to minister to them how they need, because he knows better than we do, right? And then just give them a verse or two, put it around the house, put it where they brush their teeth. They'll hopefully twice a day, they will see it and read it, right? Put it at their light switch to their bedroom. Hopefully they're turning off their lights. I know we have trouble with at least one of our kids of doing that, but every time they hit that light switch, they can see it and read it and just let the word of God have its work. Okay. So the other thing I want to give you a tip on is go to BibleGateway.com or Bible Hub or different, there are all kinds of places you can go. Uh, the Bible app, version, awesome on your phone, on your tablet, whatever. Get that, plug in the verse. And for example, I'll do this live with you right now. If you type in on Bible Gateway, Micah 6.8, and then you scroll down and one of them comes up. If you scroll down to the bottom there under the verse, it says Micah 6.8 in all English translations. Now, that's a lot, <laughs> but most of us have a few versions that we are the most familiar with or that we have studied or gone back and forth on or whatever. So, you know, you can read it in the King James. You can read it in the New King James. You can read it in the NLT. You can read it in the ESV. If you don't know what any of these acronyms, that's not the right word, abbreviations, whatever. If you don't know what these mean, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Just scroll down and find some, you know, a good translation. The New King James, I really enjoy. The ESV, English Standard Version, is also a very good one. The NLT, the New Living Translation, is a really good one that clarifies things in a very um, easy, like paraphrases them into an easy way to really fit, especially for kids or any of us. Like, oh, that's what they're trying to say. You know, those things. I encourage people to use several different versions to compare back and forth to get the full meaning of things. But Choose one that really you think will be easy for your kids to understand. Um, like if we look at the ESV, it says, Oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? That's a pretty easy one to understand. Okay. Choose one that you know is going to speak clearly to your heart. And when it comes to your kids, choose one that's going to be easy to wrap their minds around, you know, you know, their ages and things like that. So that it's, you know, I, I love the King James, but if it's, Oh, art thou, you know, the kids are going to kind of tune out, right? They're not going to get the old English as well as they would get something that sounds more like us speaking to them, just having a conversation. So consider that, take that into consideration, choose that version, write it on this note cards, write it on the mirror. And here's what I want you to do. This is the challenge. The Intertwined Life Challenge is this summer, as you write verses on note cards and stick them around your house, as you write them on your mirror, whatever it is, take a picture of it, post it on Facebook or Instagram, tag me at Jenny Zentz so I see it, and then use the hashtag Intertwined Life. Okay, take a picture of wherever you've posted your verse, tag me at Jenny Zentz and use the hashtag intertwined life. And let's start a thing. 
Okay. So if someone's like, what is intertwined life? Like I've said before, it is ensuring that our walk with the Lord and our everyday lives are seamlessly intertwined. So let's be intentional this summer about living an intertwined life. And that is going to be putting the word of God into our everyday life, planting it in our hearts so that as we walk throughout our life, it shows up. Now, I'm going to give you just a few resources that can also help in this inner, um, yes, in this intertwined life challenge and being intentional this summer. I may have mentioned these before, but there are two books that I have started going through with my kiddos and I need to get more regular and intentional about it. But these are great. These are by Catherine Parks. And I will link to Catherine's social media feeds in the show notes. I have really enjoyed and been blessed by these books that she has. One is called Strong, How God Equipped 11 Ordinary Men with Extraordinary Power and Can Do the Same for You. The other is called Empowered, How God Shaped 11 Women's Lives and can shape yours too. They're beautiful books. They feel good just to even hold in your hand, which is always a plus. But these books, The Strong has stories of 11 men, and they are real life people. Jim Elliott is one, you know, that immediately comes to mind. Let's see here. John Newton, William Carey, Jackie Robinson, so many different people that you can read these stories to your sons. And it shows you strong, powerful men who have made a huge impact in our world by standing on the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit working through them. And empowered, same thing, but for women, right? So we have different stories of different women like Corey Ten Boom, Betsy Ten Boom, Elizabeth Elliot, Joni Erickson Tata. So there we go. Great stuff. And those will speak life to you, but they will also give your kids real life examples of people that can encourage and inspire them and always turn them back to the source of those people's strength and inspiration and power. It was the word of God. So I love those books. I would encourage you to read through those with your kiddos this summer, or if they're older and you think you just give them that book and that will really help to inspire and encourage them, go with that. Another one, this is a beautiful woman and she is a Christian woman and she has a podcast, but the book is called The Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie. And I will link to her book and her podcast. She is so fun. And it's not just about biblical growth. It is about reading out loud together as a family and the impact that that makes, especially if you have a, a young kiddo who doesn't like reading. This book is so inspiring and encouraging to help you know how that reading out loud together, whether they're littles, whether they are in that middle age, or even like older teenagers, the difference it makes in your family relationship and in someone's growth and even educational development is astronomical. And this book was so encouraging. Her podcast is great to listen to. And it just gives you another way to be intentional with your family this summer of growing and coming together. So I've enjoyed that. And I'm going to recommend the book I'm reading right now. John Eldridge just put out a book called Get Your Life Back. 
Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. (laughs) I'm less than halfway through, but it is so highlighted and marked up and dog-eared. I've enjoyed that so much. So I would encourage you, get a hold of that one. Again, I'll link to all of this in the show notes, but just some extra tips and resources you can use to have a more intentional life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I could go on and on because that's just the way I roll. I can always go on and on, (laughs) but I'm going to leave it here for right now. And I hope that you will share this with friends, encourage others to join you in this challenge for the hashtag intertwined life as we do this this summer. And hopefully it just becomes ingrained in the fiber and the fabric of our beans and our families and what we do on a regular basis. But let's do this. I will take some pictures of verses we're using. I will use the hashtag, follow the hashtag, follow at Jenny Zents. And let's make this summer really, really count. Let's be intentional. Let's not let the days happen to us without any thought to them. We don't have to be extra busy. We don't have to do lots and lots of stuff, but even being intentional about enjoying our everyday lives, right? Intentional about breathing it in and seeing the beauty of God all around us and planting his words in our heart. Let's let this be a summer of growth for our souls and our spirits. And you'll see it happen. You'll see it, I promise, because his word promises it will. So take him at his word, stand on his promises, and let's do this together, okay? Have a wonderful beginning to your summer. Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. Hey, friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button, because let's be honest, Who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button. And then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.